bad with a cop Marching like parade of scars If you've been stabbed a shot Some been smoking these batons Right in front of these cops Calling out to the kids All my niggas with bids Whether suited up or booted up Or stuck in the mid You can download it or boot it up My pupils are lit All my students of the underground With record store gigs Calling out to the girls The inventors of worlds The intelligence of elephants And elegant pearls Pour like nectar from the lotus Big bang opus and swirls Down the sweaty back of hairy tracks and dry cherry curls Calling out to the pimps I got something that you'll give On your vista just to twist a line to go with that limb Hold your cup up so this ancient rain can find its way in Let these niggas know the coast of region definitely bliss Yes Scared money don't make none 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 Scared money don't make none. 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 It was all a dream. I used to fantasize. I was Malcolm. I'm Martin in the pulpit. The ballad or the bullet. I swear, I used to pray to change back the year when niggas spoke of motherships with space helmets for hair. When I, what if we hear? Thugs and poets are year. What we seem to have in common is what common is there. Yes, the lowest rung of anthem sung each day every year. From check cash and the latest fashions while they ration out fear. But I'm fearless. Sometimes I feel alone. What's up? What's up? What's happening? How y'all doing? Y'all know what it is. This is Chill Time is Will Time. And I'm your host, William Moore. Once again, always and forever, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Thank you for your support. I hope everybody's staying sane, staying comfortable, enjoying this nice summer that we're having so far. Um, and if you're not, man, I really hope you find something to occupy that uh, negative energy. Uh, nothing but positive energy over here. And uh, anything I can do to pass on those positive vibes to anybody, please let me know. I'm sending them out subliminally right now. Hope that it uh, grabs on. Attaches to your life and things start to look up. Other than that, what can I say? It's been uh, it's been a nice little. I was just kind of sitting down, going over notes and stuff here, and nineteen nineteen twenty episodes here for the podcast. That's uh, I know there are a lot of other podcasts out there with a lot more episodes, but that's a little milestone for me. I'm happy to be doing that, especially when you look at a year ago. This time, this might not have been something that um, I thought was thought I would be actively doing. It's something that's crossed my mind a couple times, but you know, whatever. I'm not gonna sit back and uh, talk y'all's ear off about that. I'm gonna get to the topics I have at hand. But uh, I just thought that was something cool. I was just kind of sitting, you know, you sit around and you think about something, you're uh, reflecting, and then something kind of just hits you, and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know. You, I guess you take in the uh, the magnitude or the breadth of uh, the statement or the action or or the event. So, with without any further ado, let me get to the customary graduate decisions at the beginning of each and every episode. So, for graduate decisions on this episode, I'd like to talk about. Um, a Minnesota Farm Workers Association, I think it was, or something like that. Anyway, it was a, an organization representing Minnesota farm workers. And essentially what this organization was doing was it was showing a series of photos um, of farmers 
their families, their farms, um, kind of showing the, the human side or humanizing uh, farmers, their work, uh, showing images to kind of make it hit home uh, and personalize who, who these people are. And they were kind of appealing to the Trump admin um, and the public over how uh, Donald Trump's tariffs will have an adverse effect or maybe not even adverse, but a direct effect a lot on, on many farmers hurting their farms. And, uh, many are, you know, are projected may even possibly lose their farms within a year, year and a half after these tariffs take full, full grip, full hold. Um, the agricultural industry has, has really suffered a lot over the past few decades, you know, a very a huge decline in the number of independent farmers, especially um, giving way to a lot of commercial farming. So, like I said, they're just trying to, you know, um, personalize it, you know, uh, bring a story to many of the faces of the people who would be affected by it. Well, whereas I don't necessarily like to wish ill will or harm on anybody. I, it's, it's a little difficult for me to find compassion for a lot of these farmers. And this is the reason why, like I said, I don't wish ill will on anybody. I don't hope for people to lose jobs, lose their livelihoods, families to fall apart, any of that type of thing. Don't wish bad energy because that stuff can come back to you. But in many respects, these farmers hurt themselves, um, by a landslide, uh, Farmers voted for Donald Trump and that, you know, the entire Republican administration in droves. The support that they have given that party uh, in the president has been, has been overwhelming. Um, so essentially they hurt themselves. And I'm having a hard time finding it to, uh, finding it in my heart to give compassion to to individuals who, despite all the rhetoric, rhetoric, the racist, xenophobic, homophobic rhetoric that comes from that party and that particular individual being Donald Trump, um, that we're supposed to have compassion for them. They didn't have compassion for anyone else when they were making their voting decisions. They had no compassion, none whatsoever. But now we're supposed to have compassion for them. Ah, nope, sorry. Um... Seems like a pretty stupid decision to me. Now, I'm sure there are many uh, religious or even pseudo-religious folks out there that would say, um, you know, quote the Bible and, you know, quote the scripture about, you know, the Lord's hand, turn the other cheek. Um, but I say this day and age with the type of the way politics is really uh, turned so brutal and just the way humanity is in general, turning the other cheek is no longer an option. Um, this day and age, getting hit in, 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 in one cheek and getting your jaw broken and then turn the other cheek usually only uh, winds up with you having uh, your jaw broken on both sides of your mouth. You can't win a bully over or win mean people over by continuing to let them bully you and run you over. That's not that's not at all how it works. Power only respects power. Force only respects force. By continuing continuing to be passive and let 
mean-spirited people or selfish people do whatever they want whenever they want only enables them and in essence what it will do is uh, further further encourage encourage that 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 type of behavior and in turn depending on what it is really all you're doing is putting yourself in danger you're putting yourself in danger and in the way of further harm i can no longer i can no longer agree to do that like i've said before in the past the, the, the political climate these days is no longer about a difference in ideology. It's now completely mean-spirited. Spirited, and I think it's it's more of a moral discussion. It's about right and wrong. Um, and in this case, when you're wrong, uh, we're seeing a lot of innocent people get hurt. So that is so so, so uh, from from that point of view, yeah. That that the graduate decision, you know, award goes to this uh, Farm Workers Association or whatever they were. And all the farmers out there who are now looking for compassion, looking for help um, at what these tariffs are going to do to them and their farms uh, while out without you know, taking into account what their vote and what the policies of their chosen representatives would do to other people. And there we have it. Um, if anybody disagrees, if anybody else has anything to add, anything to say, y'all know what to do. I always say, chime in, let me know. Chilltimepod at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to address those comments, questions, or whatever be the case. So, um, now on to the main topic of what I wanted to discuss uh, for that, for today's episode. And it was, and, based, and, and I must say that this was kind of, uh, this idea was given to me actually by uh, a good friend of mine who, made a comment about Asia Wilson. Uh, for any of you who don't know, Asia Wilson is a rookie forward out of University of South Carolina that plays for the expansion WNBA Las Vegas Aces. Uh, and she's an amazing player, to be honest with you. Um, she actually, I think just this past month, she uh, was named uh, WNBA Player of the Month. She averaged like 29 points, 10 rebounds, and I can't remember how many assists. But 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 the girl was lighting it up. Period. And so, essentially, the uh, the comment that my friend made, um, she basically said that Asia Wilson's criticism over LeBron getting such a huge contract offer from the Lakers didn't make any sense. Um, and that it was wrong and that it really doesn't have much to do with the gender pay gap um, when it comes to uh, employment. Um and I must say, when it when it comes specifically to sports, I agree with her. I know a lot of people, especially a lot of women out there, might not like that that statement or that comment. But I agree 110%. And this is why. I'm going to get into more detail about it. All right? So to be fair and to be, uh, I guess, to, to be more clear about it, this specifically is speaking about in terms of sports. Now, when it talks, when we're talking about uh, uh, regular jobs, uh, or, or working for regular corporations and businesses and stuff like that, I am uh, wholeheartedly in support of closing the gender pay gap. Um, I think that it is unconstitutional. It is against uh, human and civil rights. I think that it is uh, disgusting, to be honest with you, and it's insulting to women. 
And it's insulting to women because it places, even though it's it's, monet- it's monetary, it places a uh, a smaller value on the work that women, uh, the the value of women in general in our society, um, than men. And that couldn't be further from for them for the from the truth. Women contribute a great deal uh, to the society. C- contribute a great deal on any job. And I, for one, believe that women can do any job that a man can do. As a matter of fact, if I happen to raise daughters or anything like that, I am going to. Th- that is exactly how they're going to feel, and I'm going to raise them to believe just that. Um. And so, as I said, the wage gap itself is actually a serious issue that should be taken into account. Matter of fact, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, um, in 2015, people with doctorate degrees earned um, people with doctorate deg- doctorate degrees earned an average income of approximately eighty-one thousand uh, dollars. Um, people with advanced degrees, um, on average, earned seventy-two thousand uh, earned seventy-two thousand dollars a year. All right. Men averaged ninety thousand seven hundred sixty one and women averaged fifty thousand dollars and seven hundred fifty six dollars a year. I don't care how you try to twist it, turn it, make sense of it. That disparity doesn't make any sense. And there's no way that you can possibly justify that if they have both gone to if you know there are no colleges or universities that place less rigor on getting a degree on women the men you know women are held to the same standard as any man as anybody else when it comes to obtaining uh, a degree from any you know place of higher education when they are employed by different you know certain businesses they're expected to do the exact same amount of work of the exact same quality and uh, and expected to bring uh, a, a hard work ethic, just as men are, if not harder, for the simple fact that they are women and we live in a, in a male-dominated society. So in many cases, women are you know have to work harder, way a lot harder than men, to get um, to get the same amount of respect. Just as I've made comments in the past about how African Americans, people of color, have to work about ten times as harder as their white counterparts just to uh, receive the same amount of credit. Um, women also fall in that same category. All right. They are, they have to bust their butt to get the same type of recognition. They're also faced with different stereotypes of when they are assertive in the workplace, it's frowned upon. They're expected to be passive and docile. Um, and when a man behaves that way, it's seen as a weakness. That's not okay. So I do recognize that we do put a huge double standard on women when it comes to the workplace. Um, I personally work with essentially all women um, who make the same amount of money as me. Um, and to be honest, actually, in uh, in most cases, I believe they make more and deservedly so because they're all amazing women and excellent at what they do. They're excellent at their job. Uh, they make work easier. I even go to some of them for questions about my job, even though I'm pretty, I'm pretty good and pretty proficient at my job. We all share the workload evenly. We all trust each other in decision making. Um, and I, I honestly couldn't think of a better group of people to work with. I'm very happy with uh, the team that I work with. Um, 
And in a lot of cases, I'll also say that I actually think women may be better at jobs than men because I don't I think I think it's I, I don't have any scientific evidence to back it up. I'm sure there's some out there, but um, I think I would have a lot of uh, backers or a lot of people co-signing the statement that I'm about to make about to make that for the most part, women are better multitaskers than men anyway. They're better at handling handling you know, a lot of different responsibilities. Men, we more or less, we, we like to compartmentalize things a lot. You know, we can get the job done. We can multitask when we need to, but we prefer to, to handle one responsibility at a time and handle things that way. Women are excellent at keeping tons of things in order, um, managing them all in, 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 in the way that they're supposed to be meeting deadlines and, and, and so on and so forth, which is why you see you hear plenty of stories about. And yet this is a generalized statement, although this is a generalized statement. I will say, like I said, you hear plenty of stories about women being able to, you know, hold down jobs, make sure everything is, is, is straight and in order at home, home. But when you put men in the same position, one or the other is going to falter. Yes, it's a generalized statement, and sometimes it's made in jest as a joke to talk about some of the inferiority of men, which I don't always agree with. But there is a little bit of truth to that. Um, so from that standpoint, like I said, like you can't you can make an argument that it is unfair for for women to not be paid as much as men. But what we want to specifically talk about here is the the pay gap when it comes to sports um asia asia wilson was speaking more about the pay gap when it comes to basketball and so this is why and and and, and my friend said the same thing so this is why i say that statement doesn't make sense so if you're talking specifically about women female athletes being paid their contracts being just as just as uh, exorbitant or um exorbitant or as heavy as uh, that, that of their male counterparts, you are absolutely wrong. And the reason I say that you're absolutely wrong is because player salaries are based off of, you know, the market of the teams that they play for, the sport, the ticket sales, the memorabilia sales, the apparel, all that. Players' salaries don't just come from, aren't just made up of you know the individual budget that the that a league will give uh will give a, a, one individual team and even that the money that the league does give an individual team it's made up of all these things right and so until you start seeing women's games or women's sports draw as many fans sell as many much memorabilia Ticket sales be as expensive and sell out as much as the, as as the man's game. You will never see, you know, a woman, a women's professional football player, soccer player, whatever's contract, be as extensive or be as large as a, as as their male counterparts. And it doesn't make sense. And it and it doesn't make sense for it to be, because the the revenue has to be generated to 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 supply. Or or fund that type of contract. If one WNBA team were to take 
their, you know, with their current rate or salary or whatnot, or current uh, rate of, of revenue that's generated and give an NBA caliber contract to one of their players, they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't have enough to have an, an, an entire team. Period. They wouldn't have enough to run the team. And that's just facts. And until you come to grips with that, the argument to make or, or trying to make the argument that a women's prof- a professional women's uh, a, a, a contract should be as large as a man's is just it's just a futile argument. And and to be honest, I think when Asia Wilson uh, made that comment, if she was talking about um that alone was very ill-informed. Now, if she wants to make the comment, if her comment is more around um, the respects of what um, the amount of money that is allotted to women's players versus men's, uh, men's players and that that should be more equal, I agree wholeheartedly. And what I mean by that is when it comes to um, the percentage of of dollars that are used for contracts to play NBA players from the from the revenue that the team generates, it's around fifty percent. All right, and when it comes to the WNBA, I'm pre- uh, I'm pretty sure that that percent total is. It's it's actually a lot lower. Only twenty percent of the revenue generated by uh, WNBA teams is allotted to pay to play uh, player salaries. So if you wanna if you wanna focus on that as being um, a discrepancy and a pay gap that needs to be closed, I'm all for that. Even still, women's player women's contracts wouldn't be as large as men because once again, the revenue wouldn't be generated on a large scale. And so basically, if you want to address this issue and attack it, what you have to do is you got to sell more tickets. People who are complaining and fans need to be willing to pay more money for memorabilia and jerseys. More jerseys need to be sold. Absolutely anything they can do to market these players and these teams has to be done. And unfortunately... I'm not saying that it, it, it that you, that it, that it doesn't happen or that it can't work, but I guarantee if you started raising the price the the prices of some of these tickets for these WNBA teams, some of the people would start complaining. And it's like you can't have it both ways. I don't think everybody would. I think especially if you laid out uh, the reasoning for it being to try, you know, and the long term goals to not only grow the brand, grow the brand of the game um by by you know also making it more lucrative for the game's participants that may work but the bottom line is some people just aren't willing to play more pay more money in general for anything and so I feel like if that was something they wanted to do that would that should have been something that they started off doing uh in the first place um, but like I said, it's not like it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. And it's something that can't be done. Um, so let's look at, let's look at other considerations into this whole thing. Um, 
in general, the reason, uh, another reason too, um, I guess let me let me just go back because this is why I think that this uh, topic is such a, a interesting topic, um, and because sports really kind of throws a monkey wrench into it. Like I said, sports contracts are not at all like regular employment, um, and I think a lot of times sports presents us with an interesting um, and sometimes oxymoronic situation um, when it comes to discussing important issues um, like the gender pay gap. You know, one of them, uh, you know, one of the major ones that I talked about was even like, for instance, like leagues and teams being considered nonprofits, uh, when in reality, we know they're for profit businesses and organizations um, that sit under the nonprofit label so they can avoid paying taxes. But that's something we need to take up with legislators. Um, But I just threw that out there to kind of outline like how sports has such an interesting uh, niche in the culture uh, of us here in this country that it, it, it never makes some conversations or, or around such important topics like this very simple. Um, for instance, all right, so we're going to go back to the business end of it. According to a Forbes analysis, the NBA's team generated $5.9 billion in revenue from 2015 to 2016, right? And that's before the enormous uh, TV deal that many teams, the league, got about a year and a half ago, which enabled, uh, you know, granted teams uh, a lot more money in the bucket and enabled them to inflate contracts of players even more. So now we're even seeing, like, mediocre players in the NBA getting what a star player or all-star player would have gotten 10 years ago getting, you know, two, three times as much, which is crazy. But when you ask to see those, that, those same numbers for, uh, the WNBA, like this, a similar analysis doesn't even seem to exist. So we don't even see, so we don't even have a, a similar analysis out there for that. At least that I could even find, or that was uh, written out according to Forbes, even out there. So if we can't even, so we're not even putting, so that what that tells me is we're not even putting in the work um, to get down to the nitty gritty and some of the details of analyzing, you know, exactly where the game is financially, the WNBA game is financially so that we can put necessary measures in to grow it so that eventually WNBA players can get similar, you know, paydays to NBA players. Therefore, like I said, it's not surprising that WNBA players, their salaries are a lot lower. Now, once again, as I was saying, if we want to talk about the percentage of dollars that are given. Once again, men get 50% of their team's revenue allotted to their salaries. The women get 20%. If we want to talk about the raising that up to 50, agree wholeheartedly. Let's do it. I don't see any reason why we can't do that. Um, again, um, I don't have all the necessary financial information behind that. Um, but and I'm not even sure uh, what information I would need to decipher that. But to, to me, it seems you know simple and clear cut other than maybe the league just doesn't want to do it. 
the when we talk about overall revenue generated, we need more from the fans to do that. We need we, we need way more for the from the fans to do that and and, and drive that up. Um, as I said earlier, this has nothing to do with saying that women aren't great athletes, women aren't great players, uh, and that the women's a women's version of the game isn't as isn't uh, isn't as exciting or isn't as fun. I think in many cases, the women's game is a lot more competitive and a lot more fun to watch. Because um, I can tell you what. Uh, the today's NBA is not what it used to be um, back when I was in my you know middle school and high school years. It's definitely not as fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then let's let's take let's take somebody else. Let's look at um, someone like Serena Williams and the incredible run she made through uh, to the Wimbledon final where she ultimately lost. Um, so became a runner up. But just think about, you know, 10 years ago or not 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, about a year ago. Um, she nearly died in child childbirth. Um, let's think about what she's doing for mothers who who want to work. Who can show that they can do both things, be a parent, be a mom, you know, be a parent and and, and work and still get the job done. Um, and especially in this day and age where you have women's rights being attacked by the conservative agenda in America, I like to think that the, what she's doing right now, the type of, uh, image that she is upholding for women in general, um, as a women's professional athlete, um, and just as a working mother in the face of. Uh, an overarching political agenda that seems hell bent on taking away women's rights individually um, and taking away ownership of their bodies, like all that type of stuff from them. It's equivalent to what Jesse Owens did in Nazi Germany when he won the gold medals uh, standing in front of, you know, Adolf Hitler and, you know, just smashing his theory about you know his superior race theory uh, surrounding like the Aryan Brotherhood and 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 that whole mindset. I I really do look at uh, Serena's accomplishments this year and say with this you know current political climate and say that it rivals that. But even with that. If women's tennis is not generating the same amount of revenue as men's tennis is, it's just fundamentally like it's it's just economically almost not possible for for the women's game to um, to pay them as much as it does the men. Now I do understand that the dynamics with how they get, you know, and tennis players get paid are are, are quite different. It's more of an individual sport and a lot of their um, revenue comes from uh, how well they do in tournaments. It's not like a flat fee, um, like a, like a, a, a WNBA salary for the season. 
it depends a lot on how high they place in tournaments, whether they win a tournament, also endorsements, and things of that nature. But it still doesn't change the fact that if we're going to talk about uh, how that money's divvied up, we're going to take endorsements and all that away from it. If men go by the same scale, their purse is going to be a little bit higher or a lot higher than women's until people start paying as much attention. And I, personally, I think Serena should be paid more than anybody. I think that she is, right now, she is one of the, she's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Not greatest women's athletes. Not greatest female athlete. Greatest athlete, period, man or woman. I think she's that damn good. And I think for anybody else to try to argue that she's not is a fool. She's, I mean, hey, she's shown her prowess over and over again. You know, win a tournament and what, five, six months pregnant, almost die in childbirth, come back, almost win a major in like your third or fourth tournament back from having a baby nearly like a year later. That alone puts her in a pantheon, if you ask me. Never mind the fact that she's nearly tied with the for the record of the number of, of major tournaments won in her respective sport. But still, economically speaking, when it comes to sports, not talking about regular jobs, regular businesses, when it comes to sports, you're not going to see women get paid as much as men until the revenue share or the, or the amount of revenue generated is the same. Until the same amount of revenue is generated is just not viable. And the only way that we can combat that is everybody who has a problem with it needs to start making sure that they contribute financially the same amount that they would do for a man. I'm pretty sure a lot of the same people who complain about this, you know, if they're a fan of the, both the men and women version of a sport, will just take the NBA, WNBA, don't have any problems paying a hundred and some bucks for a men's jersey. Um, and, and, and don't have a problem paying less for a women's jersey. Start buying, stop buying the men's jerseys, start buying more of the women's jerseys. I seen your man, your, your guy Josh Hart for the Lakers was rocking an Asia Wilson jersey the other day before a summer league game. You're going to start seeing, have to see more people do that. But basically, I know I've been rambling on and talking a lot this episode. And maybe some of my points haven't even streamed together um, that well for people to follow. Like I said, every now and then I tend to ramble and I kind of jump all over the place. But I guess to sum it up is if you want women to get paid as much as men when it comes to sports, put your money where your mouth is. Stop talking, stop complaining, and start spending as much money on the women's game as you do on the men's game. And if you already do that, great. Start getting your friends and family members to do the same. Start campaigning for that. But if you are one of those people who blindly pays more for the men's game than the women's game or complains when prices are raised for anything that happens to do with women's sports, or it doesn't pay as close attention to women's sports as you do the men's game. Like you turn the channel, you're not as ardently, you know, uh, uh, watching a women's sport as you do the men's sport. Then stop being a hypocrite. Stop talking out of your butt. 
start watching the win the women's game or start helping start start to help drive up those Nielsen ratings for 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 women's professional sports or women's collegiate sports. The higher those Nielsen ratings go up, the more TV money is generated for the women's game. Start buying more women's memorabilia. Stop buying less of the men's. Contribute more to the women's pool so that they can start making as much money. Or until that happens, you're going to forever be irritated about it. And you're going to forever be talking about, in my opinion, a wage gap disparity that in this case really isn't that unfair. It's revenue based. We can have, like I said, we can have that argument with regular jobs, regular employment. When it comes to a regular job, um, that it where, where salaries aren't all you know, a hundred percent revenue based in the form in the form in which a sports is, because I know, you know, when salaries are given, I, I'm you know I'm not naive. I understand that. Um, the way any job uh, allots its salaries is based on what it can afford to do and revenue being generated. But it's not quite, like I said, once again, it's not quite like sports. And I feel like I've articulated that clearly enough uh, in these past 35, 40 minutes. If you still have a problem with that and don't understand, I don't really know what to tell you. Then, like I said, put your money where your mouth is. And I think that I've articulated enough that my issue uh, or that the wage gap argument just isn't applicable applicable to sports the way it is to regular employment. Unless you're going to talk about the amount of money, uh, the, the, the amount of money from general revenue uh, or the percentage, I'm sorry, of, 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 of money that is allotted to salaries between the men's and women's game. So with that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. But once again, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I'm interested to hear what a lot of people got to say. have to say about this episode as well. Um, if you have any issues with it, if you think my numbers were off, if you are, I don't know, just flat out disagree with me or if you agree with me. I know sometimes that um, wage gap disparities can be a hot button issue. But I just kind of wanted to highlight that there it, it's also nuanced and you can't paint the picture with a broad stroke. Um, and in this case, when it comes to sports, um, I feel like a lot of people speak missing, uh, speak ill informed, sort of like Asia Wilson did, even though, like I said, I do support her. Asia Wilson, if you ever take the time out to listen to this podcast or this episode, you're a dope player. I wouldn't mind buying your jersey either. I would support you, too. I think your game's that dope. But until then, uh, until people start supporting your league <laughs> as as much as they do the NBA, you're never going to see LeBron-type dollars, even though I see you putting up LeBron-type numbers. So with that being said, um, thank you all for listening. If anybody has any questions, comments, uh, anything at all, please reach out to me at chilltimepod at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to uh, let you all go and continue to have a nice day. And please stay tuned to also the next episode. I got a pretty fun interview coming up again 
uh, here pretty soon, a couple. Um, so be on the lookout for those. So as always, thank you for your support. Please continue to support me. Tell your friends, family members, you know, post about it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media you got, Snapchat, and uh, let everybody know about what you learned on this podcast, how fun it is at least to listen to. At least I hope it's fun for you guys to listen to. And uh, don't be shy about reaching out. All right? I'll holla. Take it easy. I was Malcolm, a Martin in the pulpit, the ballad or the bullet. I swear, I used to pray to change back the year when niggas spoke of motherships with space helmets for hair. When well, now, what have we here? Thugs and poets are year. What we seem to have in common is what common is there. Yes, the lowest rung of anthems sung each day every year. From check cash in the latest fashions while they ration out fear. But I'm fearless. Sometimes I feel alone, homeless, peerless. What will it take to shake the land for all the land to hear this? I can't bear this. Corner pages torn from ancient prayerless. Descendant of the womb, the lotus blooms when I come near it. I declare it. Time to realign, carrot to carrot. What was old and remains golden, scepter tongue, I dare to share it. All who hear it know it once. Royal Highness over blunts. Thug of thugs, pimp of pimps, golden tongue and ivy fronts. Grind and hustle. Niggas know the heart is just a muscle. All praises do your maze and papes I rolled upon. I trust you will invest. As chances are the game is just a test. Professor of the truth. Talk will talk emeritus. I'm the king. As I command my son to dance and sing. We celebrate our earthly fate. My daughter gives me wings. We are one. Descendants of the mother shipping tongue. Southern trees of bones change He'll salute a truth well hung So come along, everyone's invited Heroes of distinguished paths, victims and conquered Those who dare not stand alone, and those who stand unfettered 
fuck the bullshit Whether from the hill or from the pulpit Today I put my money on the fall of every culprit Truth prevails when all us fails Drug dealers make the music then guess who's back Your souls answer the greenback holes and crack The chord that's strung from anthems sung right now the way way back The legacy of Hennessy distilled to brownish black Rolls off the tongue, a pointed gun, fake niggas best stand back The trumpet calls and yes, yes, y'all, the Empress changed his hat